0: Now, here's your host of sound off, Brad Bennett.
1: Well, good morning. We are back. Uh, Hour number two here. I can't believe it, Kenny, that this is the last day of February. Can you believe that? The 28th of February.
2: I'm kind of excited about it, actually. I want to get spring moving right along here. Let's get going.
1: Okay, so let's get into March. Let's jump. Well, I got an idea. How about we forget March altogether? Because that's a sloppy, ugly month. Let's go right into April. How about we just go into July? Hey, we got those loggers in their studio yet?
3: Yep, yeah, we're oh. here, Brad. We're
2: here in physical <laughs> right. form for sure.
1: I love it. <laughs> I you love know, I got to tell you, like Brad,
2: that. I wish you were here because Pete is dressed up in his logging garb.
3: Yep. Ooh. Yeah.
2: No fashion so he,
3: today. This is strictly work clothes. I've rushed here okay. and I got to rush back because this time here, folks. It is wide open all you can do because if you only get maybe one week into March and it could be over, you might get to a week into April. But for me, I may be a little bit edgy and a little bit irritable all the time right now, but it's, it's, it's wide open. It's seven days a week right now.
1: Well, and and I know why you're saying that, Pete, but let's explain to our listeners. First First of all, this is a segment that once a month, every month on the last day of the month, well, not last day necessarily, but it's the last Wednesday of the month. This month, it happens to be the last day of the month. Yep. We asked Scott Dane and Pete Wood from the uh, truckers and loggers to, uh, from the Northland to come in and talk to us about the logging industry. And in the past, we've talked about the fact that in the spring, like now, well, we're not really spring yet, but in the late winter, you can get across uh, bogs and peat swamps with your logging equipment and get into nice areas to log because they're still frozen enough, right? Yes. So so explain what the stand is by the associated contract loggers and truckers on uh, late winter logging.
3: Well, you want to try and get all you can out right now. February is usually your best money-making month. If you can do March, that's even better yet. But you can't count on anything in March totally. You usually get a week or so into it, and it can fall apart. Um, what happens this time of year, you get these beautiful days, and the sun will, if you got enough snow cover like we have right now, it'll help last longer because the snow will repel the heat. But if you get bare dirt showing, You'll start to get your thawing of the swamps and the soft on the top, the high ground, both ways, because the ground is always at 55, 56 degrees. And now, sure. if you get th- um, warm weather from the sun, now the, it could be 50, 55 degrees on the top, too. And so you get a thinning action both ways, and you could lose your road in about a week. Um, the shortest time I've ever seeing the bottom fall and logging is two days. What would wow. take place is. You have to be ready coming up that you can get out in about two days, coming up here pretty soon. Not yet, but probably maybe next week is the thinning happened so fast that one? it's happened one or two times in my life where it didn't stop freeze thawing around the clock and it even drizzled a little bit. And so in two days, you went from just beautiful hard ground to the bottom fell out and you had to get out right there.
1: It's and and there's no stopping that, right, uh, Scott? I mean, when the when the uh, when the trucks can no longer firmly drive uh, across those peat swamps, you got to get them out of there, right?
4: Yeah, you can't afford to get your equipment uh, stuck back there, um, trapped back there. You can't afford to get uh, leave wood back there um, until you can get back uh, back in uh, in that area. Uh, and then, of course, uh, road bans go on uh, when things warm up as well, which limits sure. the uh, weight of the uh, logging trucks on the road. Well you know you know, um, Brad, I've been I've been working for the loggers for fourteen years and uh, it's a great job. I've never worked with a greater greater group of people in my life, but it didn't take me long uh, to learn in the first year after the first winter that golly, these guys that are just so easy going and hard working and stuff they sure get uh, pretty edgy the end of uh, the end of February and stuff, first part of March, and uh, I, and the personality's kind of changed. And I thought, what the heck's this all about? Then I realized if you're burning it seven days a week for three or four months straight, um, oh, yeah. I think we'd all be fried by that time. And that's that's yeah. kind of like where we're yeah. at right now.
1: Well, you know what? We want to talk about that a little bit uh, this morning, but before we do that, we have a, a guy that loves to sponsor his ad during your segment because he sees the natural. Tie in between logging and trucking and what he does, and that's Matt Boo from Duluth Stove and Fireplace. Uh, Matt, of course, a lot of your stoves use the product that they take out of the woods, uh, but you also sell products like uh, axes and hatchets, and uh, you, uh, of course, burn so much wood in a lot of the operations that happen. Uh, but this is a great time of year. You guys just got done with your big show, and you got another one coming up down at the deck. Um, but a lot of manufacturers still are giving great, great discounts on putting in heating units for the uh, for the next season, even after this one.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I appreciate being on. Uh, the one thing we talk about uh, when you talk about wood burning, you know, there was a big push and corn burning push and they they kind of titled it as uh, biomass heating and there was a a lot of publicity about it but when you really look at wood burning uh, you look at the energy it takes to put energy in your home wood burning is takes less btus to put a btu in your house because it's local it's only one time processed it's delivered to your house uh, so it's a really good uh, fuel for people around here of course, using in a high efficiency wooden stove so, uh, yeah. it's, it's, it's,
1: are we are we losing Matt? Do we have a, Matt? are you on a cell this morning or yeah, okay there now you're better we were you were breaking up a little bit uh Sorry. well. Let me ask you now, some of the manufacturers that are still offering uh, discounts, and we should ma- we should mention one of the things that we don't talk about enough with you when you come on is the fact that there's still an opportunity. If you've got an older-style wood-burning stove that maybe is not very efficient, uh, government's still giving you a, a reason, a financial incentive to upgrade, are they not?
2: Yeah, it's actually done through the Minnesota Power Clean Air Initiative, and they're the ones that are funding this. And it's uh, it's a program that's really designed to the spirit of the program is to take old, dirty appliances off the market uh, and replace them with clean burning appliances. So any stove pre eighty eight was never listed through the EPA, uh, and when you start looking at the numbers, you take one of those pre eighty eight stoves off and you put it in with a new stove you're going to burn about a third less wood. And so you're getting more energy out of your wood, but you're also putting less particulate in the, in the atmosphere. And when you get to those numbers, like the 4.5 grams per hour, the wood stoves become carbon neutral. So they're putting less carbon in there, just the trees rotting in the woods. So it's uh, that's what the initiative is for. It's been a great program. We've done dozens of stoves. Uh, there's still money in the in the fund. And, And
1: we're still working on it. Well, and not only stoves, yes, that's the biggest part of your business over there at Duluth Stove and Fireplace, but, uh, of course, Saunas, we, you know, it's a never, uh, never a wrong time to uh, go ahead and put a sauna in your home because that's something you can enjoy for years and years and years to come. Yeah, it may not improve the efficiency of uh, uh, heat consumption in your home, but it is something that will make you enjoy the winter months or actually enjoy the northland year round because of the comfort a sauna can provide the warmth to get into your muscles to loosen up your muscles keep you feeling good all year round
2: yeah it's it's good mental and physical therapy the uh, the saunas are because uh, that that we get people that are coming looking for infrared rooms that are doing it for medical reasons some, you know arthritis or some reason like that that they just need to get some warmth into their tissues well, it's, well,
1: fantastic. Well, Matt, let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about how you contact uh, you. The, you guys are located, of course, at 27th Avenue West and Michigan, right on the corner, right next to Duluth Grill, kitty corner from uh, a convenience store right there. Uh, you can't miss it, but uh, what hours of operations are you people there?
2: Uh, we are open Monday through Friday, uh, 8 to 6 and Saturday 9 to 4. Our phone number is 727-9002. And a good way to get a hold of us and kind of take a peek at us is DuluthStove.com.
1: There you go. You can go online, take a look at what they have, and then even make an appointment probably over the internet to come in and uh, talk to them.
2: Yep, absolutely.
1: All right. Thank you, Matt Boo. Appreciate it as always. Glad we could get you on right away. Now let me go back to Peter and to Scott Dane. Uh, Guys, we were talking a little bit about the fact that, uh, Boy, this is the time of the year when everything goes into full speed ahead Mm -hmm. because you've only got a certain amount of time uh, you know, we went through this this very, very cold cycle from like right around just before Christmas all the way up until just maybe last week. Yep. Now we've had a couple of two, three snowfalls. That'll help you out as well for driving in the woods. Yep. But uh, but Peter, you were saying this can all change in just a matter of days, right?
3: Yes, it can happen really, really fast. Um, for For logging... This is an excellent, excellent winter. We, remember last fall, it was really wet. We were fighting yeah. soft ground for probably three years, and then we were, the only one thing you're hoping for is frozen ground, and then the snow can come after that. Well, everything clicked. We got the cold. The ground froze up real hard, and logging went full bore. And right now, all the mills got plenty of wood that came in. And, and what happens when you have an excellent winter is that they get over full, and then everybody has to be cut back a little bit, but it's the nature of the game. So like ourselves, we're starting to put a lot of wood in the pile for right now. The the ground is still frozen. It'll stay frozen as long as, the, as, long as it stays cold at night. You'll get those four or five-hour days where it's thawing, but you got to have that yeah. rest of the time where it freezes to stop the thawing process. It'll keep thawing, but you want to keep it frozen really well so you can keep pushing that wood out. For a, From a logger, this time of year, it is wide open all you can. And so if you see a... One thing I want to stress to the the folks out there, if you see a pulp truck driver and he doesn't look the happiest and he looks cranky, he looks short-tempered, bearded, looks like nothing's he's not that happy, he's not getting enough sleep, he's not getting enough rest, he's probably not eating the best, and he doesn't see his family enough. So you put all those things together, he's going to be crabby, just like I'm trying to hold myself here from getting upset about things because... Even like myself, there's times where you just get way bent out of shape. It's because I'm not getting enough sleep, not enough rest. You're trying to kick out all the product you can right now because you know in about any time coming up, your winter's over and you may have a two three month leg of nothing. So that's yeah. why you see a log if you see a logger. But you're going to notice a pulp truck driver, and if he's not the happiest and he doesn't really want to smile or or wave at you or anything, there's reasons why. He is extremely stressed. He's tired. And in about two months from now, he'll be a different person. But for he'll a short time, time, he's going I to be can. crabby, you know.
1: Yeah. So I guess it so, cut him a little so Peter, slack again. Uh, Peter, try to explain to people, uh, and I, I don't know if you even do this anymore, but I know that when I had my limited experience with uh, my uncle up in the Brookston area, mm-hmm. when they would go in in this time of year, when they would go into a or across a peat swamp, uh, to get to a nice stand of trees, they would create their own logging road. Uh, if they were worried a little bit about it softening up too much, they would throw in uh, logs to drive over just to keep them above that bog. Yeah. Uh, do you guys still do that at all? Or, um,
3: or? Some, 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 like we have mats, they can help. They're four, 4 feet wide, 18 feet long, and about 8 inches thick. Swamp mats, oh. you can use them. The, the thing about back then, the, the loads were not quite as heavy as they are today. And so you could get by by doing a little bit. The trucks were a lot lighter and everything. But now you're coming out with 100,000 pounds plus. And so if those sticks start snapping, they're going to go up and break things. So you got to be real careful. You want to have a good frozen swamp because there is frozen, there is hard ground underneath that somewhere, but it could be 30 feet deep. And so you you, you want to have it frozen. You can use sticks. Sometimes guys will use uh, snow will work even. It'll help support. But when it gets to a certain point, you have to get out. Because like Scott was saying earlier, if your equipment gets trapped on the bad side of a swamp, it may be next winter before you get that out of there. Yeah. yeah. And that's now, a long Now, have you time.
1: had, uh, uh, Peter and Scott both, maybe you can comment on this. Have you known loggers? that have maybe tried to, you know, get that extra load out, whatever, and they find that they bury their piece of equipment in a bog and literally cannot get it out Uh, until they either hook a chain onto it, somebody out there, uh, get a cat or something to drag it?
3: We've had trucks go in the swamp, yes. Other people have had trucks go in the swamps, and they'll get buried up to the, the, the door opening up. Um, it gets very, very sick feeling when a truck goes down in a swamp and it's soft all around you. And the only thing you can grab onto is some trees and root system because the, everywhere around you in a bad swamp is swamp. Oh yeah. Um, if a machine goes down, we've had that happen too, or they're six, seven, eight feet down. There's guys I've seen pictures where just part of the boom is sticking out. And you have to get that out and it can get extremely expensive and it could take days. You have to bring in mats. You have to bring in sometimes like Lakehead construction or somebody like that with a big crane and they hook on and they start to slowly lift and they got to lift a little bit and wait and let the suction go, lift a little bit and wait, lift a little bit and wait because there's a vacuum underneath there and they slowly pick that machine out. But that can get extremely expensive to get that piece out. So yeah, we've, everybody if you've been cutting wood long enough sooner or later you're going to get a machine buried somewhere and it is very very nauseating and remember you're you're getting the point you're not enough sleep not enough rest and you add that to it you can get kind of flipping out (laughs) and not a pretty sight you know (laughs) yes that's a bad bad hair day and i don't need that (laughs) (laughs)
1: Well, look, we got to take a break, folks. Uh, Pete and Scott, hang on for just a minute or two. We'll be right back with our logging segment that we bring to you every last Wednesday of the month. And today being the last Wednesday of February, actually the last day of February, uh, we'll be back with uh, Pete Woods and Scott Dane shortly.
0: You're home for Bulldog hockey. On the right, Sandberg scores! First Bulldog goal for Dylan Sandberg comes up the power play. It's 2-0. Bulldog Hockey. Killer all the way up high on the right. Back on the left. Sandberg. Towards and a tip pass. They score! It's XO and it's 4-1. Hi, it's Bruce Siski and invite you to join us from Amzal Arena as the Bulldogs close out the regular season against the Omaha Mavericks. Friday and Saturday nights at 630, 610 and FM 103.9. KDAL. You're sounding off with Brad Bennett. Call him now at 722-7500 or 800 388 428-710-WDSM.
1: Hi folks, Brad Bennett here to tell you about my go-to guys, Jim Prawl Construction. For new roofing, siding, and windows, Jim Prawl Construction. For exterior or interior projects, Jim Prawl Construction. All-purpose remodeling or even handyman service, that's right, Jim Prawl Construction. They've been helping people solve problems in northern Minnesota and Wisconsin for over 45 years. And a business that's been around for that long clearly knows how to treat their customers. Maybe you're looking to put on a deck on your home or even a new addition, big or small, whatever the size of the project Call Jim Peralt Construction at 723-8477. Call Jim Peralt Construction for a project of any size. Jim Peralt Construction, the bathroom and kitchen guys. Call Jim Peralt Construction, they're your go-to guys. Is.
5: Call now, 218-723-8477, jimperaltconstruction.com. The International Union of Operating Engineers Local 49 provides state-of-the-art training for Minnesota's hard-working middle-class workers. Local 49ers are helping to build the future of northern Minnesota one job site at a time. As part of the long tradition of hard work in the north, our members are building roads and bridges, mining, and support those in the timber industry. We know what a hard day's work really means. We believe in partnering with employers across the state to provide them with a competitive advantage by ensuring our members are well-trained, hard-working professionals. 49ers receive training at our state-of-the-art training center with a commitment to providing ongoing training. Members of Local 49 can build new skills over their careers that allow them to explore new and exciting jobs across the state with access to robust health and retirement benefits. Most important of all, we keep workers safe. Through our training and partnership with employers, we put the safety of our members first every single day. Members of Local 49 can take pride in their work and all that it does to shape the infrastructure of Minnesota. Learn how you can become a part of Local 49 by visiting local49.org.
6: Mom, I want my phone back. You lied and you're being punished. Honey, I'm going out with the guys. Oh, no, you're not. You lied and you're staying home.
0: It's an epidemic taking this country by storm. Oh, come on now. You're going to blame this on me?
6: Well, I'm not going to blame Bush.
0: Looking for the truth? Uh, show me how, will you? Uh, sure. News updates at the top and bottom of the hour.
6: You better not be fibbing. I'm not. You little... No. P- ow, ow, I'm telling you the
0: truth! You better, <laughs> or she'll take away your phone. I'm so sick of this. On 710 WDSM. 710 WDSM is now broadcasting on 98.1
1: Giant redwood, The larch The fir The mighty Scots pine The smell of fresh cut timber The crash of mighty trees With my best girl by my side We'd sing 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 I'm a lumberjack and I'm okay. I sleep all night and I work all day. He's a lumberjack and he's okay. Ah, I love it. <laughs> Sometimes work all day and all night. Is that what you're saying this time of year, Peter?
3: <laughs> it feels like, yeah, it's 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 long, long days. I don't mean to pound on that. It's just trying to give a, the folks out there a little view into what it's like to do what we do. There's other people that put a lot of hours into their job, too. And... For about a week or so, you think I've done it for five days and I'm tired and I rest up. One week is one thing. That's there's a there's a different tiredness to it when you go that much. Yeah. And the only way you can really really understand it is if you live it. And it takes about three four months. And then when you get right around there, what we call is the February wall. And what the February right around Super Bowl time is a little bit after right around that time though we call it the february walls you you're working working go 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 and all of a sudden you hit a wall and you're just dead you you still go to work you still do things but the enthusiasm is gone and it lasts for about two three weeks and right around this time of year when it warms up you start to get rejuvenated because the sun is giving that little en- energy in that yep, and you start to yep. feel better and then you get that last little bit before you're all done and so It's quite the experience to do, but the only way is you have to live it. I believe there's other people that have done other jobs that know exactly what it's like when you get down the road two, three months into it, and it just all of a sudden drags you down. And it takes me usually two, three weeks in the spring to start rejuvenating to where you start feeling like human again, I guess you could say.
1: Well, i tell you what, I uh, in, in my life, I never knew how easy a nap could happen or uh, feel was until those two summers I worked with my uncle Tommy up in the logging yep. uh, up in Brookston. I was a young kid still in high school. I was doing it because my uh, my granddad said, you know what? You're a hooligan. You got a little bit too much energy. You need to work. You need to get some work. And you need to get ready for football season in the fall. So I started working on a a small, you know, three, four-man logging crew, helping pick the, you know, I used pickaxe, and I would hook the log pull it up onto the truck, stack it by hand. Uh, And, boy, I'll tell you what, when we went in at 1 o'clock or noon to have lunch, I'd eat my food that grandma would put together so fast because I wanted to go sit on the couch out in the sun and fall asleep for a half an hour. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: yep, you do tire. Uh well, oh, it's a little bit man. different now. Now it's uh, eat quick, go quick. Go. Yeah, It's a little different, but it's still very demanding, very demanding.
4: Hey, Brad, this is well, Scott here. Um, I got yeah, your Scott. radio show on the way down from uh, the Iron Range this morning. And uh, you were talking about the curling club and, of course, the uh, women's hockey team uh, from up in this oh, area. Yeah. Um, great, great uh, show there. And, and it's kind of interesting. It kind of ties into, I thought, okay, how do we follow up a gold medal uh, interview, um, which we're not going to be able to. Um, but uh, nevertheless, I thought, how does this connect to logging? And interestingly enough, um, Ben Afford, I think, was uh, called in and, and talked about uh, Coach Belichick's um, Super Bowl, uh, you yes. know, playing in that type of thing, and equating it to sporting, and you know, his philosophy is very simple, and uh, is a kind of a trademark of the Patriots. It's do your job. That's right, and that's exactly what uh, you know. Each of these athletes have done as a team, and and which which has allowed them to be so so successful. But interestingly enough, our uh, banquet this year, April sixth, up at Fortune Bay, you and you and. Uh, Kenny should come up there for that this year if you're back uh, in the Northland. Um, that's the theme of our meeting, actually, do your job. And, you know, that, that uh, philosophy, uh, that leadership philosophy um, transfers over to all aspects of life, whether it be logging or uh, sports, curling, uh, cross-country skiing, um, or the uh, 49 excuse me, the uh, Patriots, although it didn't really plan, play, uh, play out this year, unfortunately for them. But it doesn't take away from their winning uh, philosophy. And our keynote speaker this year, you might find interesting for the uh, uh, banquet, it's a man named Jeff Skiles from Wisconsin. He was the co-pilot sitting next to Sully when they landed on the uh, Hudson River. wow. And, and again, that just ties right back into this do-your-job. Everybody's got a job to do in life, and uh, he was a co-pilot. They remained calm. Uh, He assisted in the landing of that airplane on the Hudson, and all those lives were saved. So we're looking forward to that uh, meeting and uh, tying that theme into the uh, the meeting and, and uh, so yeah
1: if you if you're back in minnesota why don't you come up and join us we'll have to do that for sure you know and, and you talk about sully Sullenberg, this guy is going to be fantastic to listen to because i can't even imagine when i saw the movie that was done about that landing and and that's the thing that i walked out of that movie with i thought how in the world could this guy keep his wits about him when he sees the water coming down, he knows there's boats out there. He's trying to worry. He's got a whole plane full of passengers that are all screaming and worried, and they think they're going to die. And, and here you've got to maintain yourself because you've got to do your job right.
4: Yeah, that's just like uh, Schuster, um, sitting that one rock down there and, uh, you know, cinching the wind for him. You know, all the pressures on people in sports and in life and stuff. But, uh, yeah, if you just do your job, uh, things will work out. Uh, so to well, have the co-pilot attending the uh, banquet and speaking about his uh, yeah. you know, reliving oh. that experience, we're re- really
1: looking forward to that. It should be fantastic. Well, and, and, and I took from what Tom said, the dad of one of the curlers, when he said, you know, every kid should ask themselves, what are they willing to do? You know, what are if they want to be somebody in life, if they want to achieve something, what are they willing to do to get there? Because you're not just going to get a gold medal handed to you. You're going to have to earn it.
4: Yeah, that's life is not a participation. Um, uh, no award like, like a YMCA award for participation. Yeah, that's you, right. you have to win. In order to do uh, to get something out of it, you know, and the fascinating thing about that curling club, and you read the story about, and they called them the reject team. Um, you know, they were overlooked, and uh, you know they they came back, put their own team together, and uh, and came out on top. That's an amazing story.
1: Now, guys, I I got an email from a listener this morning about our segment here, mm-hmm. and they wanted to pass along information which you're probably already aware of, but maybe you can explain. Uh, how this affects your industry. It's uh, a gentleman by the name of Darrell from up in the Silver Bay area said, Brad, not sure if these gentlemen are aware of the following information. The state of Minnesota will be mandating B20 biodiesel up for the current mandate of B10 from April to September. The other six months will remain at B5. They are probably aware of the problems bio presents, uh, including algae growth in their fuel tanks and fuel filter problems, which will be uh, uh, accentuated by the B20, which loves heat and oxygen to promote the algae growth. The state does not rely on trucker feedback to mandate bad policy. So can you explain what he's talking about here? I, th- I think he's referring to the fact that that right now in your trucks, you can use B10, uh, meaning 10% biofuel or whatever, and they're going to switch it to 20%? Yeah,
4: uh, the biofuel um, initiatives, I guess, uh, have really created a problem in the logging industry. Some of our uh, uh, equipment is exempt. Uh, from that, the in-the-woods equipment, but not the over-the-road trucks and that type of thing. Uh, okay. And it does, when the, in the super-cold weather, you know, we're operating in 30 plus, uh, 30 below zero plus um, out there, and it does gel up, it causes all kinds of problems, uh, and to increase that uh, percentage of biofuel uh, um, is not, is not going to be helpful uh, to the logging industry at all. Um, the good news is they're not going to uh, do that in the wintertime, which is the biggest uh, problem, uh, in right. fact, we've always thought that, you know, if they want to run biofuel um, in, in diesel, make diesel biofuel, um, they need to do that only uh, in, the, uh, in the summer months. Um, now, the right. heat is, a, is another factor, and he's absolutely correct about that um, for the algae growth and that type of thing and, and plugging up filters. But uh, we prefer to see no biofuel uh, in the wintertime. Uh, we, we, we have a lot of problems with that. He's right, and we probably need to, uh, to address that. I'll be in St. Paul tomorrow uh, down there for a legislative hearing, and I think I'll add that to my agenda to bring up.
1: That'd be a great idea. Well, guys, we've got to take our news break. Is that right, Kenny? We've uh, we got a news break, and then we'll come back with uh, Peter Wood and Scott Dean.
7: Fox News Radio. I'm Chris Foster. It's the first day back in class for kids at the high school in Parkland, Florida, where 17 people were shot and killed two weeks ago.
4: I'm nervous, but I'm just happy to see everyone come together and support each other. And I just think we all need to get back into normalcy.
7: They'll be let out before noon all this week. President Trump goes after his attorney general on Twitter, calling it disgraceful that Jeff Sessions is using the Justice Department's independent inspector general and not not department lawyers to investigate surveillance abuse. The president accuses Inspector General Michael Horowitz of being an Obama guy. Sessions said yesterday...
4: We believe the Department of Justice must adhere to the high standards
1: in the FISA court.
7: The House Republican memo claims the FBI misled that court that signs off on surveillance requests. The Democrats' rebuttal memo claims that the Republicans left out information disproving its point. Fox News, we report, you decide. We're trending in the right direction. You should be playing your best basketball. That means we've improved as the year goes on. The problem was we had to start from further back than normal.
8: This is a Wisconsin Sports Zone update. Badgers basketball head coach Greg Gard on where he feels his team is at going into the Big Ten tournament, which begins today in New York City. Wisconsin has won three out of its last four, wrapping up their regular season at 14-17 overall and 7-11 and in Big Ten action. It's been a trying year for Wisconsin growing pains with a young team and a tough schedule the early part of the season have the Badgers on the edge of missing the NCAA tournament for the first time in 20 years. The only way for the Badgers are locked for the big dance is to win the Big Ten Tournament, and their first game is tomorrow morning at Madison Square Garden in New York against Maryland. Coach Card said to his team, take it one game at a time.
7: Regardless of how your regular season goes, now you're in a tournament, you're trying to win it. Like I told the team downstairs, Michigan did it last year, they had four games in four days. Take care of the first one on Thursday before you get to Friday.
8: Tip-off tomorrow is at 11 a.m.
0: your feeders with black oil sunflower seeds from mills fleet farm 25 pounds 9.99 adult cats love kitten caboodle cat food 16 pounds 8.99 wrangler jeans work as hard as you do save three dollars on men's wrangler denim reward yourself with whole cashews two pounds 14.99 and for better performance and to reduce aches and pains wear copper fit now at mills fleet farm
8: The Big Ten Basketball Tournament is being held at Madison Square Garden in New York City this year, home to many iconic sports moments. For one Badger player, he's not nervous, just excited for the chance to add his name to the history books. His name is Brad Davison.
6: No pregame jitters. Hey, I look at it more as an opportunity. That's just talking to my dad about it. That's the place. We've watched countless games growing up, kind of the mecca, you could say, of where you always kind of want to end up playing. Um, So I'm very excited and really looking forward to the opportunity.
8: With this Wisconsin Sports Zone Update, I'm Jason Ryan.
0: Did you miss Brad this morning? Catch Sound Off on your schedule. Download the podcast today at 710wdsm.com.
6: February is pre-owned 4x4 truck month at Ben Afford, and they have a huge selection right now of f 150 250, 350, XL, XLT, Lariat, Platinum, Regular Cab, Extended Cab, and Crew Cabs, Steel or Aluminum Body, Ranger Extended Cab 4x4s, how about a Dodge Ram Laramie, Loaded Up, Longhorn Edition, or check out the Chevy Silverado LTZ. Each and every one of these vehicles has gone through the extensive Ben Wisconsin inspection process and has been signed off by one of Ben Afford's technicians that everything is in great shape, and our prices are clearly marked in every window. Every truck that's eight years and less than 80,000 miles comes with a three-month, 3,000-mile, $100 deductible warranty. A great example, 2013 Ford F-150 XLT Crew Cab. Loaded up at $12,999 or finance, sign and drive only $265 per month. You have to ask yourself, would you buy a new truck without a warranty and why would you buy a used without it? 60 months, 4.99 annual percentage rate, Zero down the tax, title, license, and fee are already in the payment. Unapproved credit. Vehicle subject to prior sale. Stock number 1723. Offer ends 228-2018. Do you wish you had someone to come alongside you in these trying times? Someone who would pray for your physical, emotional, or spiritual needs? Duluth Area Healing Rooms has served our community for almost 10 years. They'll pray with you, call out your destiny, help you understand your dreams, and offer inner healing that can only come from Jesus. It's free, non-denominational, and they don't preach. Just pray. They also offer free teaching resources to help you in your journey. Located on the skywalk above Bagley's, Stop in Tuesdays or Thursdays from noon to 2 o'clock.
0: Wild Hockey, presented by Black Bear Casino Resort. Gustav Oleson getting it back to center. Wild will game a line. Work it off here left side for Koivu. Koivu goes centering pass and Station for the Wild. All goes to work back behind the goal. Had to work it back in front. He doesn't score. Stall got it to Zucker. Zucker gets his second goal. The Wild take on the Arizona Coyotes. Thursday evening pregame at 7.45 on 710 at FM 98.1. WTSM. WTSM weather update. I'm
7: meteorologist Colin Oraskovich with CBS3 Duluth. Another beautiful day out there with a high temperature near 35 degrees under mostly sunny skies and winds light out of the east. That means places near the lake will be slightly cooler today. Away from the lake, we'll be reaching into those mid, if not upper 30s. Overnight, 19 degrees for a low and tomorrow, 34. With CBS3, I'm Colin Oraskovich for 710 and FM 98.1 WDSM.
0: This is WDSM AM 710 and FM 98.1.
1: uh, We're back, and we are uh, talking to our uh, logging and trucking friends this morning from the Associated Contract Loggers and Truckers, Pete Woods, a logger, and uh, Mm -hmm. Scott Dane, the head of the uh, Truckers Association, Associated Contract Loggers and Truckers. And guys, uh, Peter, you said you just came in out of the woods, and you're going right back in. I want to visualize, Kenny, and correct me if I'm wrong or right here. Peter is wearing uh, long john... Uh, undergarment and he's got the sleeves of a, uh, of a logging shirt rolled up. So he's still showing the white underneath the long johns.
2: Uh, Not quite, but he is, no, but he's wearing the clothes he wears while he's logging. Correct. correct? Yeah. He's He's got his uh, hair in a ponytail (laughs) and his hat on and, uh, when he leaves here, he's going back to
1: work. He's yep. Going right back in right the woods and start is ripping them up.
3: Fast <laughs> as I can get there without getting pulled over by the DOT friendlies.
1: There you go. I just want to hit so, on one
3: thing about the fuel we were talking about last time. Yeah. And a little yeah. bit of what we've seen from layman's ends of it is that the fuel seems not as good a quality on the diesel end. The number two that we run year-round in the trucks, that will gel up right around 5, 10 above, it will start to gel up years ago you get five maybe eight below and it would start to gel and the number one fuel i don't know if it's a die or whatever off-road it seems like that gels probably around 30 it it, we haven't had no gelling problem with the number one but it seems like the fuels are not as good and your filters seem like they plug faster it seemed like years ago you could go almost a year without changing your filters but the filters are better the machines are way better way more sensitive too so you got to take that in consideration but it seems like our filters plug sooner than they did years ago. It's just something well, in layman's and, terms that people can hear.
1: And, and guys, as part of that plugging thing, what, what this guy from Silver Bay was talking about, the actual algae growth even in your tank?
3: Um, it probably could. If you're going to leave a machine sit a lot, you're going to, what we call is lot rot, is when a machine sits too long in the lot, it will start to rot yeah. faster than if you use it every day. If you're not turning your fuel on a regular basis, you could have problems. Personally, we haven't had any of those kind of problems, but also our machines are turning on a regular basis. So could it be? It could be. You know, it's something I couldn't argue either way, but um, it's something you could check into. And uh, Let me do some phone call in here for next time. How does that sound? See what I can come okay. up with. You never know. Well,
1: yeah, this guy, uh, this guy was very interested in this. He said he's had some problems with it himself, and he was just wondering if you guys were aware of the changes that are coming up. And uh, he did know that you were they were only going to be required to use the uh, the one uh, type of algae producing product in the summer months when it's a little hotter, so it won't mm-hmm. gel quite as bad in the uh, in the fuel, especially in the fuel filters, but. Uh,
3: it gets like a paste look when you have a filter plug up and you take it out. It'll have like, I don't know, like a gummy yellowish. It's hard to describe, but it looks like, a. the only way to describe it, it looks like a pasty look to it, this stuff when All it gets right. in there.
1: So, uh, so now, when about, or does it depend on the weather again? When when do we start to see the uh, restrictions on roads and stuff too, as far as weights? That will come.
3: What we do always is we go to the state website and we check with them. We we have we have our own access, like anybody can get it, but you have to sign up. I think with the state. Uh, my wife takes care of that. But okay. we can we can find out when they're going. Usually in Minnesota, they'll start to show in the southern state, southern part of the state, the uh, spring break, r- break-up break restrictions. Then it'll come to the metro area. Then it'll go central. Then it'll be right around the 210 mark of Highway 210. And then it goes Highway 2, right around, no, Highway 2, and then from Highway 2 north, we're in the farther no- northern zone, we're we usually yep. last. But you can usually see it start to ripple this way. It's kind of like a tide coming at you. You can see it happening. And then local county roads, we had this changed years ago where a local county foreman can post road or not post it. It's up to his discretion. And so you can have roads that are posted early because he feels that it's being destroyed and it has to be stopped. It's not destroyed, but we, you don't want to get it so that people can't use it.
4: The other thing about... uh road postings or, or, or uh, weight limits is that uh, the, the DOT is required to give uh, the industry three days notice of when they're going to post those. And so uh, it's not a lot of time as uh, the guys yeah. are trying to get all the wood uh, to the mills. Um, so it's, it's uncertain. They actually have a scientific way of determining when to do that by having sensors, frost sensors in the road beds, and that's how oh, they monitor that. Okay. And then they'll make their call based on that. Yeah, sure. there, there'll be cameras
3: with them. There's one, uh, I do believe there's one north of Cotton. There's a sensors up there. I don't know where the other, that's one I know, I believe there's something there in the road um, with the cameras. Um, there's sure. probably other places, but I don't know where they're at. But I'm well,
1: guys, here. I think this session this morning, and uh, I want to thank you again for coming in as you always do the last Wednesday, but I think this session this morning pointed out once again that loggers are not just, uh, you know, old tough guys that go out in the woods with an axe and, you know, you got to think this stuff through. And in fact, Peter, you what you were explaining to me was that uh, when you plan out your uh, whole year. Uh, at sure. the end of one year, when you're planning out your next year, if you know you got a great stand of wood, but it's maybe on the edge of a peat bog or something, you got to plan the time of the year that you need to get in there, get it out, so that you don't lose that opportunity.
3: Yeah, you plan your whole year is coming up, and right? when we're all done this spring, usually take a week or so, get a little, get a breath, and then we start planning our whole year at that point. All most loggers do. And it's it's, it's very it's getting very business-orientated where you have to really stay on top of your game. But I think most businesses are. It's just that from our standpoint, most people don't think of us that way. They think of us as these po-dunk people that take a shower on only on Saturday night. Well, no. <laughs> I shower every night. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but uh, it's you have to plan it out. You have to think very business-headish all the time. And your, your head's in the game. And if it's not, yeah. you're, it's kind of like right now. You had to adapt. The mills fill up. It's just the nature of the game. you got to start yarding your wood. And we've yarded wood for years. It's just that if you can put it in now, you want to put the wood in now. But you have to adapt. And if you don't yep. adapt, if you don't change, you're going to be in t- trouble right away. And there's nobody going to be there to pick you up. In our industry, you're on your own. and Yeah. It's, but... I love it that way. I don't want somebody to be there helping me. I want to do it myself. Stay out of my way. Government, I don't need more government. I just need more opportunity.
1: There you go. That What a great way to end the segment today. Uh, well, again, Peter Wood and Scott Dane, thank you uh, very much for coming in this morning. Look forward to talking to you again next week or next month, I should say. Yep. And uh, Kenny, we got to take our last break of hour number two. We'll be right back with more.